reason to see Cause the pain that you've been feeling It can't compare to the joy that's coming But would you dare, would you dare to believe That you still got a reason to see Cause the pain that you've been feeling It can't compare to the joy that's coming Come on, you gotta wait for the light Press on and just fight the good fight Cause the pain that you've been feeling It's just the hurt before the healing Or the pain that you've been feeling It's just the dark before the morning I'm, uh, I'm curious if anybody knows, but uh, did you know at Calvary, at the foot of the cross, mercy is great and grace was free? Did you know that? Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm also curious if you knew that at Calvary, at the foot of the cross, pardon and forgiveness multiplied to you. Did you know that? Not just, not just like a one-for-one one thing, but multiple. You've sinned once, God forgives twice. You've sinned twice, God forgives four times. That's how math works, and it's crazy. To me. God has more forgiveness for you than you can possibly transgress against sin. You know that? All right, I, th- I think you know where this is going now, but how about this? Did you know that at Calvary, at the foot of the cross, your burdened soul can find liberty? Liberty from the chains of this world? Did you know that? I, you guys don't sound very excited about it. All right, maybe if we sing it, maybe if we sing it, you'll get more excited. So let's stand up. Let's sing it together.
salvation's plan. Oh, the grace that brought it down to man. Oh, the mighty God that God did spend at Calvary. The mercy that was great and grace was free. Pardon and there was multiplied to me. So my uh, one more time, church. Mercy, there is great grace for free. Pardon, there is multiplied to me. There is everybody this morning. Praise the Lord for each one of you. Walk around just a little bit. Give somebody a handshake, a hug, and just let them know it's good to see them in God's house today. Build your house on the rock. Build your house on the rock. Build your Good away, that's for me, be and mine, 
Build your house on the rock. Build your house on the rock. It will stand. It will stand. There's no power on this earth that can stand against God's word. Build your house on the rock. It will stand. As you take your seats, come on and join us. Build your house on the rock. Build your house on the rock. There's no power on this earth that can stand against God's word. Build your house on the rock and it will stand. Amen. We do have just a few announcements. We have just a few announcements I want to throw out there this morning. First of all, the personnel committee and the SRT, the safety response team, they will have a meeting immediately following the service today, two separate meetings, meeting over in the fellowship hall. I want to encourage you, if you're on the personnel committee, get with Tim, SRT, get with Evan, but after the service today. Uh, also, two, there is a, in your bulletin, it talks about the parade, the blue bonnet parades coming up. And Annie's going to be doing that, uh, decorating the float with the youth. If you have any Lone Star Patriotic, te- Lone Star Texas Patriotic things that you would like to put on to help them decorate the, the float for the Blue Bonnet Parade, please get with Ann or if you'd like to donate or anything like that uh, to help get the float good for the Blue Bonnet Festival. Please get with Ann Montgomery on that. Also, too, we have a One Day with God service coming up. I was going to get with Sherry Kay and see if she wanted to speak to it, but it's kind of late now. But the... Um, if you would, the One Day with God program, if you've never been to that, it's where we, you, you're, you're vetted, you have to go to training to do such, but it is an opportunity for you to go and be a part of a ministry where children, uh, inmates in, in uh, the inmates, this one's going to be in Kennedy, I believe. Yeah, Kennedy. Uh, Conley? Okay. It's in your, it's in your thing. Because I don't say I don't remember where it's at now, but anyway, let me explain what it is. You go in; the, the inmates have to have a, an impeccable record for throughout their time while they are in there to allow their children to come in and visit them. And what you will be doing is facilitating going in. You can either be on the part that goes into the prison with the children, and it's a great time of interaction. They're, they do crafts, they sing, and it's a time for the the adults to be able the the, the parents to see their children. Also, you can stay on the outside with the, the parents that are not going in and do things with them as well. But it is an opportunity to minister, to let these kids be able to see their parents and vice versa as well, to try to train up them children and, and not what not to do and also to that, the, that there is a compassion within it. So it's called One Day with God. I can get with you. There, there's an outline in your, in your bulletin there and the first, tra- and the training is you need to sign up by the 21st, and then your training is going to be March 5th. So I want to encourage you to be a part of that if you can do so. Also, next Saturday, there's a Adopt-A-Highway meeting in the community. It's going to be the community center. I want to encourage you to go and be a part of that. It's a community potluck brunch at 945 if you'd like to go to the community center for that. Okay. I feel as though I'm forgetting something, but um, I think that's everything. So, Daryl, come on up, brother. Let me pray with you.
Scout Fan Club. Father God, I do lift up my brother to you, and I just thank you that he is willing to come and out of obedience, open your word, speak to us what you've laid on his heart, Lord God. May we not hear Daryl, but hear you through Daryl, Lord God, and may we hear what it is you'd have us to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, brother. Morning, church. <clears throat> Good day to be in the house of the Lord. Yeah. What do you think about? Amen. All right, uh, we've got two uh, scriptures this morning. First one is uh, Galatians 2.20 and uh, Romans 6, 1 through 23. We were uh, actually going to have a baptism this morning, so it's kind of where this is from, but our baptized E had some family members that couldn't make it, so we postponed it, but I'm carrying on with it. Uh, it did give me an opportunity yesterday. I come up and filled up the baptistry, and it takes about two, two and a half hours to fill it up. So I had two, two and a half hours right here, all by myself yesterday. And uh, I thought I was going to do a lot of talking, but I ended up doing a lot of listening. And that's a, that was an awesome experience. So, uh so speaking of baptism, you know, when you baptize, you get washed in water, washes where your sins, supposed to start out new. Uh, should make a change in your life. Should make a drastic change in your life. Because you should, uh, you're supposed to die of yourself and be reborn and live a uh, Christ-like life. And uh, that takes a lot. It's not something that's easy. It's a day-to-day process. You have to wake up in the morning, ask the Lord... Help me make it be better today than I was yesterday. It's something you have to, have to do every day. So a lot of y'all know I have a, I talk a lot about, uh, I've got a refrigerator at home I write scripture on. And uh, when I'm sitting around eating breakfast in the morning or doing my Bible study, I sit there and I read these scriptures on the refrigerator. Once I get it memorized, we can wipe it off and put another one up. Usually a short scripture, just something to help me keeping my thoughts during the day, you know. But uh, So I have this one here. It's kind of long, but it's something I believe if you read it in the morning, it will help you uh, through the day and try to live a Christ-like life every day. We'll never do it. We can't. We're sinners by nature. So, But we've got to do the best we can every day. It's got to be something you do every day. That is Galatians 2.20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me. And this life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You read that every morning. Oh, man, how can you not just be... I mean, uh, just gives me chills just thinking about it. All right, uh, Romans 6, uh, 1 through 23. See, what shall we say then? Or will you continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized in Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. So if we have been united with him in death... Like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. So that gives you chills right there, too. So uh, that's it. Just uh, 
in the mornings, first thing, just ask God to help you be better today than you were yesterday and continue that and do the best we can. Go to the Lord in prayer. Good Lord, thank you for the opportunity to come into your house this morning. Uh, listen to Frank's message. Just uh, speak to him, Lord. Touch him that he can uh, give his message in a way that we all can hear it and understand it. And if there's someone in here that needs to get something out of it, speak to him, Lord. Touch him on his shoulder. Tap him on his shoulder. And uh, just help every one of us to, to live a day-by-day Christ-like life. And just ask you in the morning to help us be better today than we were yesterday. Pray this in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we're going to continue in song this morning. If you guys would like to rise or just take a comfortable position of worship, words will be up on the screen. In, uh, in youth on Thursday nights... Uh, we've been talking about creation, and uh, we've had a lot of really good discussions on creation and stuff like that. So uh, I don't know if that had anything to do with us picking this song, but it's neat to uh, to read these words when you're when you're talking about creation. Now you can sing about it as well. So this is uh, indescribable. still heights to the depths of the sea creations revealing your majesty from the colors to fall to the fragrance of spring every creature unique in the song that is
indescribable indescribable uncontainable you place the stars in the sky and hold in my name you are amazing God no powerful untamable all struck we fall to our knees as song, but it's actually a new song that you knew a long, long time ago. So it's actually a new old song. Say from, from the early 90s, we'll have a little throwback this morning from the early 90s here. And 
all the ways of man. You were here before the world began. Above all kingdoms, above all thrones, above all wonders this world has ever known. Above all wealth and treasures of the earth, there's no way to measure what you're worth.
started I think we just need to go to Lord in prayer right now with that father God I thank you that we can sing out to you right now there's nothing absolutely nothing that compares to the promise we have in you as Chris started this out today Lord that you forgive us more than we could ever imagine but yet you chose and said that you would do so where you said in first John 1 9 you said that if we will confess our sins unto you you would, you would cleanse us. If we were faithful to confess those sins, you would cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. Father, thank you for that promise. Thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. As we get started this morning, I'm going to share out, out Titus with you. It says, the aged women likewise, that they be in behavior... As becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. They may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers of home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemy. And then it goes on to continue as to what the men are to do in that relationship as well. But I wanted to touch that just this morning because we were very blessed as a church body last week to have an incredibly large group of women go to a Bible retreat, to a, to a retreat, to learn how and to, to help to grow to be the women that God has called them to be, to be able to minister back to both the church, their families, and all those around them. So I am going to, uh, it's a little different this morning. I'm not speaking. I'm going to invite Sherry and the ladies to come up, and they're going to speak to you this morning about the last week. even if you don't have your shirt on, even if you said you weren't going to speak. 
this shirt on. Isn't this exciting? Look how many ladies went. by, but let's go ahead and pray that, um, that we will share what God has asked us to share, okay? God, I just, um, I thank you for this group of ladies that are representing you today, and I thank you, God, for the time we had. I thank you, God, for what we have learned. God, I just pray that um, nothing will be said this morning that is not of you, God, and I just pray that, that you will open the mouths of the ones that you have instructed to speak, God, and that they may uh, speak straight from you, and that this audience may not listen to them, but may listen to every word that comes from you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Oh, I'm up first. <laughs> so apparently I get to go first. <sighs> so when Sherry asked for speakers, I said, if I can hold my emotions in, I would love to. Um, but if I start crying, guys, I'm sorry. Um <laughs> Um, so really, the, uh, there was uh, some amazing speakers, we had some great breakout sessions, we had some wonderful fellowship, and just uh, fun times with a bunch of these ladies. Um, the thing that got me the most was the last four years of my life have been tumultuous, to say the least. My first husband took his own life four years ago leaving me with three young children. Um, shortly after that, the church tragedy happened. Shortly after that, a family friend was abusing our family, um, and my children especially. And I felt like I was praying and praying and praying, but it was always praying in crisis. It was always in desperation. In the last six months or so, our life has started to calm down. It hasn't been crisis after crisis. But when you've lived in crisis after crisis for years, it's really hard to know how to pray. And Frank really touched on this in his Sunday school lesson today of, you know, a child, he told a child to pray for tying, learning how to tie his shoes and it's really hard for me to come to God and pray about tying my shoes because I've had so many other bigger things. Thank you. <laughs> for um, the last four years, in the very first night of worship service, on Friday night, they sang this song, What a Friend Do We Have in Jesus. And the chorus to that song is, Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. And it was like God hit me in the head with two by four. and said, you're not bringing things to me in prayer. 
I wasn't sleeping at night. I was having a hard time just... And I'm like, but we don't have all of these other things that are going on, all of these other outside influences. But I will tell you, the last week, I've slept every night because you know what? When I wake up in the middle of the night, God says, are you taking everything to me in prayer? Are you bringing everything to me in prayer? And sometimes I'm not great about getting my quiet time in the daytime, but... If I have five minutes of quiet time in the middle of the night because I'm awake and I'm taking everything to God in prayer, I have had peace beyond understanding. And, um, and really, that, that one song with all of these other wonderful things that happened last weekend, that one song was kind of, I was like, I could go home right now <laughs> and I could be okay. And I would have gotten exactly what I needed to get out of this. Um, so I really, it really kind of brought to mind kind of Chris and his team and just how often you guys can touch people's lives and you don't even realize it. So. Well, I had my deal all worked out until Frank stole it at Bible study. (laughs) But I have to say, I was very quiet over that weekend because something was pulling at me and I really didn't know what it was. And I have to tell this story first. My sister took my daughter to Mississippi to visit my dad in 1984. And she was killed on the 27th of December. My poor sister, we were doing preparing for battle. And Sherry gave that class because the teacher didn't show up. And during the class, she just broke down and had to go outside. And I'm wondering, what is wrong? What is wrong? She finally came back in. And after class, we went out and sat down on the bench. And I turned and I says, what is it, sister? Tell me what's going on. And she says, all these years that she thought about that day, that she followed the ambulance to one hospital and followed it to another, and they turned the lights off, and she fainted. But when she came to, she just says, my sister will never forgive me, never forgive me that her daughter was killed on my watch. And I told her, sister, I never had anyone to forgive. I never blamed you or any of my family for her death. It's just something that happens. So I took this class, and it was called Weeping is Over, Now Laugh. And you know yourself if you've lost a child, and I've lost two and a grandson, that the grieving part is always going to be with you. But there are times that we can laugh with joy. 
Because God says, in Luke 6, 21, Blessed are you who hunger now, for you shall be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. Do you know that laugh gives you a lot of stress relief? I know that when I'm laughing, I feel so much better. I'm not depressed. I'm not looking for something to be depressed with. It stimulates many organs. It enhances your intake of oxygen. It stimulates your hearts and lungs. Short time memory. (laughs) It lightens your load tremendously. It also has some long time effects. It improves your immune system. It relieves pain. When you're laughing, you're not thinking about your pain and depression so much. It increases your personal satisfaction. It improves your mood tremendously. And I have some verses that really touched me. Proverbs 15.15, all the days of the oppressed are miserable, but a cheerful heart has a continual feast. Proverbs 17.22, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. Psalms 30.11 You turned my limit into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. Psalms 126.1-2 When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Our mouths were filled with laughter then, and our tongues were shouts of joy. 1 Peter 1, 4, 13. Instead, rejoice as you share in the sufferings of Christ. He had so many more sufferings than we did. He was an innocent party, too, that got beaten and crucified for our sins. And every day... We try our best to live as he wants us, but it doesn't succeed. We all fall short of the glory of God. Anyway, in his sufferings of Christ, so that you may rejoice with great joy when when his glory is revealed to us. And one day, faithful, we'll all meet him face to face. Good morning. My name is Marge, and we're kind of new here, but um, I, my favorite part of this whole weekend was the worship services that we had. But before I tell you my experience with that, I'd like to tell you how I got into all of this. Wendy wouldn't leave me alone. <laughs> I said, I don't do things like this very well, and she said, why not? And I said, well, because y'all are all young, and y'all all know one another, and y'all don't have to get up in the night and go to the bathroom. And, <laughs> and someone across the room said, yes, we do. 
<laughs> now I know. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, actually. Um, we had a wonderful speaker. Her name was Lori, and she uh, made listening so easy. She brought her family into a lot of the uh, sermons that she preached to us. And Lori did an amazing thing this this three days. She put us all in a boat, and she shoved us out into the water, and then she shoved us out into the deep. We were in there with just the disciples, and they were a motley group. We looked around. We couldn't find Jesus, but when we got out into the deep, then the wind began to blow, and oh my, where was Jesus? He wasn't there, and someone said, what is that? And I looked, and there was something coming across the water, and it was shimmery. It looked like a person. And then Peter, you know how Peter is. He was always kind of had a big mouth, and he said, it's the Lord. And we all looked, and Jesus said, fear not. I am with you. Come to me. And the whole... We really thought it was a ghost, but as you know Peter, he jumped out of the boat. And that's what this whole weekend was about to me, was getting out of the boat, coming to Jesus. Jesus said, and this amazes me as I've read the scriptures in the first uh, first part of the Gospel of John, uh, Jesus spent a lot of time begging those people to believe in God, to believe in him, because I am, we, I am, God and I are one, we're the same, just believe in us and come to us, and they would not. And so my whole emphasis in this is that we come to Jesus, we have come to Jesus for salvation, I pray you have, I have 40 years ago, uh, but now that we've come to Jesus, we need to love Jesus. We need to love God because we love Jesus. And then, guess what? It gets better. We need to love all of those around us. And this weekend, we got to see and experience some real love that I made notes of. We were privileged to pray for a young lady who has a dread disease. One of our group had, and I don't, I don't know, maybe she's Catholic, I don't know, but she had some anointing oil, and she put it on this young lady, and we joined around her and laid hands on her, and I heard some of the most powerful prayers I've ever heard in my life, praying for that young lady to be healed. She's in a very desperate situation, and, and it was a pleasure to be a part of that. Our presenters who uh, did the breakout sessions shared their hearts with us over the weekend. We know them from the inside out, and we know what drove them to Christ, and we know what drove them to do what they did this weekend. And then I got to experience something really unusual. I sat in an empty room with Wendy and one of our members, and this member was very distraught over what was going on in her family, and Wendy very quietly and carefully, with sincerity from God's word, shared with her her heart. 
and how she might handle the things that were going on. And I felt comforted, and I wasn't having any problems. And I know that this lady felt much, much comfort from that. We also experienced hugs and encouragement from one another. Love was, love was very apparent in this weekend. So, Lori said, get out of the boat. Love one another. And then she said, get out of the boat and forgive those that you have something against. How can you pray for someone when you're, how can you forget, not forgive someone when you're praying for them? It's not possible. And then she said, get out of the boat and put your trust in me. Um, that meant not trusting in things, but trusting in God. And because of my nature, that's a real hard thing for me to do. Has been. I'd like to report it's not hard today. Um, during the last session of the worship service, um, Laurie, the, the worship team sang an old, old song that we all probably know. Um, and it was a song that I've used at two funerals of my husband's. And it's, it is well with my soul. We all know that song. And something happened to me this weekend that I've never experienced in my life. All of a sudden, Devia wasn't the only one crying. I just broke down. And that's really not in my nature to do that. And I wept and I wept and I wept and I felt God doing something. And I didn't know what it was when I got home. I told Alan about it, and we prayed about it, and he said, just ask God to reveal to you what's going on. And so I I volunteer at the South Texas Pregnancy Care Center every Monday morning, and on the way over, I always listen to Dr. Stanley on the radio. And doctor, imagine this, Dr. Stanley's message was on trusting God. Don't trust your career or your job. Don't trust your family, your spouse. Don't trust your church or your pastor. Trust God. And then he said something very pertinent. He said, I can assure you of this. God will do everything and whatever it takes to remove that obstacle that you've put between him and you. And all of a sudden the light came on and I knew exactly what this last weekend has meant to me. It meant I needed to lay aside whatever, well, ever, and I know what it is. I needed to lay aside everything because God was doing whatever it took to remove that obstacle from my life. And just, he just wants me to trust him. And I want you to trust him. How wonderful if we can just trust God with all that we have and all that we are. Thank you. And I want to thank Wendy for not giving up on me. <laughs> okay, so hi. <laughs> so one of the classes was what is the point of prayer? And I took that as what is the point of prayer? Because for me, you know, a lot of the time, you, 
you know, like it sounds, what is the point of prayer? You know, it's not being answered. But I found out that it's more than that. Um, Prayer is mentioned 1,456 times in the Bible. And that the key vehicle to building, it is the key vehicle to building a love relationship with Jesus. Ephesians 3, 14 through 19. It helps us to overcome temptation. Luke twenty two thirty nine through 46. It helps us to, to, to determine God's will. 2 Timothy 1, 7. And it is a prayer. Prayer is a weapon of spiritual wolf, where, warfare. First <laughs> John 5, 14. Romans eight twenty six through twenty seven, Ephesians six through eighteen. Prayer is valuable to God to help Him be an intercessor, intercessor for us. Uh, Revelations five eight through nine, and that we all have the same access to God through prayer. And one of the songs that in worship that um, meant a lot to me was Waymaker. He is a miracle worker. He is a promise keeper. He is a light in the darkness. He is not only my God, but your God. And that is who he is. custom artwork. It's in the lines, too. So I have kind of a conglomeration of a few different things. And one of the things that Lori spoke on was that sometimes the things that God calls us to, the things that we're stepping out of the boat for, are hard. Psalm 13 starts with, how long will you forget me, Lord? But then it moves on to, I will be glad because you rescued me, and I will sing because you have been so good to me. So it begins with the fear of stepping out of the boat, and then it ends with that comfort knowing that he's with us, even though what we're called to is really hard. A heart of gratitude is your statement of faith in everything that you do. When you don't know anything else to say, just say, 
Jesus. What is your calling in life? We are called to one and only thing, and that is to an intimate relationship with Christ. We have that because of prayer. And everything else is simply that outflowing from our intimate relationship of Christ, no matter what it is that you do in this world. He calls us first and foremost only to himself. And when we get that, then we can actually be really good at what we think we're supposed to be doing in the world. And it's apparently really important, like Jennifer said, how many times is prayer mentioned in the Bible? 1,456. And I thought for about four minutes, ooh, I could count out that many. That's a lot of anything besides grains of rice to haul up here. And the very last thing is, if he doesn't answer your prayers, it's not because he's not listening. If we have all the answers, what is our purpose here in life? We have to be able to trust that he's still hearing all of our prayers. I just want to say it was a privilege to go with this big of a group of ladies. Uh, We run from Elena to all the rest of us in age, and it was was a great um, time. There was a lot of healing that went on, a lot of forgiveness that went on. Uh, We we had a great time, Uh, but I am very grateful that each and every one of y'all went and listened to God while we were there. Uh, The morning of the retreat, um, I got up ready to pack my stuff, and I was just ready to go to retreat, and I saw a post on the retreat page that said one of the speakers had canceled. So I texted the retreat organizer, Kim, and I said, hey, would you like me to teach that class? And I pushed sin before I had a chance to think, because (laughs) that early in the morning, it's kind of like a childlike faith, that early in the morning, you're groggy, you're, you know, you're in tune with God, you're like, okay, I can do this. After I pushed sin, I said, Oh my goodness, what did I do? So uh, when I got up there, I taught um, a class, and it was called uh, Prepared for Battle, Preparing for Battle. So that was, my class was going to be on Saturday. So Friday night, we went to worship, and I I called Frankie Friday night. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to cancel on it, too. I I can't get this. I went into this room, and um, that Kim gave me to study and to pray nothing. I didn't know what I was going to do. Well, the next morning, um, we went to worship, and the speaker's class, she started talking about Isaiah. And in Isaiah, she talked about how Isaiah said, uh, here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. But then in a little while, Isaiah said, but for how long? And so in the same in the same time frame, Isaiah was like, here I am, but not really. And it's okay to mix your faith and your doubt. Because you see, for a long time, probably a little more than three years, if truth was told, I haven't been in a great place because Satan was telling me these things. He was saying, oh, look at what you've done. And my faith would be here, but my doubt would be here. And what Lori taught me was, it's okay to mix that faith and that doubt. Because just because you have some doubts and just because Satan is throwing things back at you that you're not proud of, 
it doesn't mean that you have no testimony. It means you have a greater testimony because you can relate to the people around you. So after that morning, I went, uh, I didn't have a class until 1.30, and I went into my classroom and got right, God just flowed it because Lori had opened that up and showed me that it's okay to doubt in the same, sometimes in the same breath where you're praising God, you know, and that's okay. Even the great uh, pillars of our faith had doubt, and that's okay. So uh, we then in the, I went through my classes, and I had three classes back to back, and then in the closing session, Lori's testimony was exactly what I went through. She said, the first time I gave my testimony, um, I sat in the in the worship center, and it was my turn to go up, almost, and we were doing one last song, and here it goes back, Chris, again, to the songs that touch us. She said, the last song spoke to me before that last song came in. I was just about to give up. I was gonna. I was trying to tell the organizer, I can't do this, I can't do this, and that is exactly the same thing that happened to me. So her testimony, as you've heard a lot of these ladies say, you know, touched us. So if you didn't get a chance to, I know a lot of people wanted to talk. We didn't have time for um, to let every one of us 42 speak. But if you didn't, the ones that you didn't get to hear from, go and ask them what they learned this week. They'd love to share with you because that's what we learned to get out of the boat. Uh, and just because we didn't all have a time to set, stand up here and give you our testimony, we'd love to talk to you. And the same thing is true of you. Don't be afraid to talk when God tells you to talk. You never know what, it may sound crazy to you that God is telling you to tell somebody this certain story, but if God is telling you to speak, you need to speak. Get out of your boat. So that was our trip. Thank you, guys. Amen. God is getting the glory. Amen. Now, as we close this morning, I'm going to ask Chris to come up. And I've always said that we will never close any service without giving you an opportunity to learn or know about the Lord that they just spoke about. Amen. Amen. The one thing, the common theme that I hear through that, through all those testimonies, is that Jesus never left, leaves us. Amen. Whether you feel as though you're in the boat and safe and you're on top of the mountain or whether you're out in the midst of the storm, God's still there. If you're here this morning and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, let me share with you that you can have the testimony like these ladies just shared or whatever the testimony is in your life. There is no hole so deep that my God can't reach down into it. And he is reaching to you. If you're here this morning, you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I'm going to submit to you that he said, whomsoever believes that he is the son of God and that he rose again on the third day and that you profess his name before that he said, I will profess before the father. Therefore, if you are here this morning, you are ready to surrender your heart out over to him, sell out to Christ. 
He will be faithful and true. I don't care what the world says. The world can say, well, he's a sinner. He's this, he's that. She's this, she's that. My God says, he's mine. She's mine. Amen? If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I would encourage you to come to this altar. I'll pray with you. You can pray by yourself. You can pray right where you're at. I don't have pixie dust and a magic prayer. That's between your heart and God's. But you may be here this morning and maybe you've been dealing with things such as these ladies have just went through and, and you, and shared with you and you're saying, I want to talk to her. I want to let her know I'm where she was. How did she get out? Go to her. Let her know that you're here and you're there and that, and that, that, that you want to hear and know that God that she knows. Let's not make this just an idle time. Praise God for the testimonies these ladies have brought back, but praise God even more that every one of them got up and said, Jesus is the one who makes it happen. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to ask us all to stand this morning. I'm going to lead us in a word of prayer. And then as Chris and the guys behind me sing, sing if God's laid it on your heart to sing. Pray if he's laid it on your heart to pray. Go over, hug your your neighbor, whatever it is God's telling you to do. But let's do what the Lord leads us to do this morning. Father God, I do lift up this service to you and praise your name for who and what you are. And God, I thank you for all these ladies who went to this retreat and came back, choosing to glorify you. Father, may your will be done in the hearts of your people. And again, Lord, make your voice known to the people this day. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. As we sing, Chris. Just as I am without one plea but that thy blood was shed for me and that thou bidst me come to thee O Lamb of God I come I come just as I am and waiting not to
Stay. 